Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and with me is Clifty Camp. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalist are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation, and history proves it. Yet, even though we were built on the Christian principles of the Bible as a Judeo-Christian nation, our founding fathers and framers of our Constitution still left you with the freedom of choice in religion. I want to thank you for joining us each week here at the American Constitutionalist. In our quest for returning to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution, we know we must rely on truth and common sense. At the start of every podcast, you hear a statement about the founding of this country. Has it really sunk into you all this time, every time I've been opening this podcast, to the significance of that statement? I want to read you some quotes right now. The first one being from Patrick Henry. It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. George Washington, it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God. Of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. Tom Clark, who was an associate justice of the United States Supreme Court. Our founding fathers believed devoutly that there was a God and that the inalienable rights of man were rooted not in the state, nor in legislature, nor in any other human power, but in God alone. Do you get it? Do you really get what we're talking about and why I open the podcast with those statements that I make? Without God, without the Bible, without those principles and precepts for our inalienable rights, we lose our Constitution. We lose our nation. That is why evil, men and women in many positions who do not know God, do not want God, must destroy God, thereby and thereby our country, for their God is a God of money, power, and control. We must make a difference in the 2024 elections. If we do not elect a president and congressional leaders who are 21st century God-fearing patriotic Minutemen, who are not afraid to go against the flow of evil and tyranny, we will eventually lose America as we know it. That is what we are encouraging here at the American Constitutionalist. Truth, common sense, returning to the original intent and meaning of our Constitution, returning to our roots as a Judeo-Christian nation, taking the power out of Washington and bringing it back to the states, local communities, and you, the American citizen. Finding and electing servants with a genuine heart to go to Washington and represent we the people and not their own self-interests. This must be done for us to even have a chance for this republic to survive and for continued blessings from God in our pursuit of a moral and just society. For us to still share 
the dream and the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. I hope you get what we're saying on what this country is built upon, what our constitution is built upon, what your inalienable rights are built upon. That's what we stand for here at the American Constitutionalist. We live in some very interesting times. On the last podcast, I mentioned that the Bible says kings go to war in the springtime. That still makes sense to me today because of weather, logistics, morale. You want weather in your favor because it may be protracted as Russia has found it out invading Ukraine that it just didn't happen in days or weeks. They've been there over a year now. China has its sights set on Taiwan. The leadership in Washington is weak. Our military and its leaders are weak. Will China invade under these ideal conditions? Will it cascade into World War III? We must look at history. And if we fail to study history, we are doomed to repeat it. I want to remind you of some history right now. When did World War I start? And why did it start? The assassination of Austrian Archduke Ferdinand on June 28, 1914, set off a chain of events that led to the war in early August 1914. The assassination was traced to a Serbian extremist group that wanted to increase Serbian power in the Balkans and break up the Austria-Hungarian Empire. Germany sought to break up the French-Russian alliance and was fully prepared to take the risk that this would bring about a major war. Some in the German elite welcomed the prospect beginning an expansionist war of conquest. A little bit further down the road, Germany's resumption of submarine attacks on passenger and merchant ships in 1917 became the primary motivation behind President Wilson's decision to lead the United States into World War I. The United States declared war on Germany April 6, 1917. What ended World War I? The Treaty of Versailles, which officially ended World War I, was signed on June 28, 1919, some five years after that assassination. The main authors of the treaty were the leaders of France, England, Italy, and the United States. What about World War II? On September 1, 1939, Adolf Hitler invaded Poland from the west. Two days later, France and Britain declared war on Germany beginning World War II. It's been known as the deadliest and most destructive war in history. The Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941, ended the debate on over-America intervention in both the Pacific and European theaters of World War II. The day after the attack on December 8, 1941, Congress declared war on Imperial Japan with only a single dissenting vote. Nazi Germany and Italy declared war against the United States in response to what was claimed to be a series of provocations by the United States government. Congress responded, formally declaring a state of war with Germany in a joint resolution on December 11, 1941. The unconditional surrender of Germany and the Third Reich was signed in the early morning hours of Monday, May 7, 1945 at Supreme Headquarters. Then the war was declared over after the bombs at Hiroshima and Nagasaki and peace came September 2nd, 1945. 
some six years after Hitler invaded Poland. I want you to see that World War I started. It was nearly three years before the United States got involved. World War II started. It was around two years or a little more until the United States got involved. I wanted to look at the history and question, does it relate to what's going on in the world today? You see, over two to three years after those major conflicts were started, and it seemed simple somewhere else in the world, it brought the whole world into war. February 2022, Ukraine invaded by Russia. China posturing, maybe going to aid Russia in this battle. China salivating on Taiwan. We live on a large planet, but that's become very small. We all need each other to survive. I do work for a major worldwide company, and I'm in meetings with people from all over the world all the time. And you know, people around the world are just like us. They want the opportunity to work, grow, create, and earn a livelihood to live life without government and heavy tax burdens. We have the greatest freedom on the planet here in the United States of America. Men and women in government want money, power, and control. And some will go to war to satisfy that self-indulgence. I posed this question last week. Why? What is the end game for those who start the conflicts? You know what? In the end, we all lose in one way or in another. Imagine China taking over the United States or the world. Then communism would prevail. The dominoes would cascade into bondage for the majority to the few who have the money, power, and control. But imagine the dark depression that would occur worldwide, all for an evil few. China would love than none other to have Taiwan under its belt. They would love for America to fade away. They're not afraid of America, our president, or our leaders. In fact, they have influenced our elections, media, and homeland. And they're going to get all they can, while they can, during this weak administration. We have been blessed that past wars have not been on our own soil. I can almost guarantee you that in the future, we will not be so lucky. The enemy will bring conflict to our shores. You know, I told you before that all great emergency responders play the game, what if? First response is about risk management. I go back to my great friend, Gordon Graham, who always said, if it's predictable, it's preventable. Will we be reactive like we were on 9-11? Or will we be proactive in America? Will you join us in being proactive here at the American Constitutionalist? Because that's what we're about. Truth and common sense and ideas to prolong the destruction and degradation of America. We talk about the rule of law. And we have to get back to the rule of law in this country. I look at immigration. We've talked about it many times. We're for immigration. But right now, because of our porous borders, we don't know who's coming into this country. Could there be a Trojan horse that has been launched on, upon America 
And these traitors, these terrorists are already on our soil. We know China owns vast amount of lands, even near our military bases. Are we weak? Are we blind? Are we going to be reactive? Or are we going to be proactive in protecting this great country? And so, Cliff, I hope that those who listen to this podcast were so grateful of what they do for us and listening to us every week and the joy it is to have them to tune into our podcast. But I hope we all understand that, you know, I've talked about being a Christian. I wish everyone was a Christian, but not everybody is. And we have that freedom to agree or disagree in America. But this nation was built on a God that gives us our inalienable rights. And there are leaders in this country that are trying to take it away because they don't believe in that foundation. But they don't realize the destruction they're doing. And they don't realize their quest for money, power, and control is destroying this nation. And it is affecting this world. And it is allowing the tyranny of evil to rise up in this world today. And we must stand. We must take action. We must be bold. We must do the things we're presenting here on the American Constitutionalist to have a chance to prolong the freedoms we have here in America. Yeah, it's uh, when, when you talked about whether we get into a war or not, it seems that we have a war around the world every generation and a major world war. And so um, it would appear as if we potentially could be due for one based upon the fact that people sort of forget the devastation that those, uh, those types of wars um, bring to the world. But, you know, it just time will tell. Hopefully uh, we won't. But the weak administration that we have currently is just encouraging the, uh, you know, they encouraged by not being forceful and saying and, and telling uh, Russia not to invade the Ukraine. Um, they are taking no actions, it appears, to do anything to thwart the, uh, the Chinese as they attempt to put more and more pressure on the Taiwanese uh, to, uh, to to become part of China, um, and they are a constant military threat to Taiwan as well as well as the United States. They people don't realize it that uh, today the Chinese have a larger navy than the United States has. Now yeah. they don't have the ability to project that navy worldwide the way the u.s can but they do definitely have more ships than uh than the united states currently has uh, so there's plenty of things that are out there that don't bode well for the united states and the world for that matter as goes the, the united states so goes the world if uh we're involved in a uh if there, there's a major war anywhere in the world we'll be drug into it one way or another we're being drug into the ukraine war by providing all of the military equipment, et cetera, and hopefully that's all the further we'll ever go there. But we're depleting our own stockpiles of military arms that needs to be um, built back up, and we need to do some things to um, to make sure it appears as if, at least in recently, and, and what has recently occurred, that Russia is going to withdraw from the uh, nuclear arms treaty which means that uh, we might be in another nuclear arms race again. So we're going to have to have monies in order to be able to do 
uh, that and to, to be able to, you know, have our mutually assured destruction uh, remain in place so that the Russians won't uh, attempt a first strike and that the Chinese won't as well. So, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of things up in the air uh, at this point in time, and a lot of it has been brought on by the current administration. If they were not as weak as um, they are, we probably wouldn't have some of these problems. Certainly, we didn't have those under uh, President Trump. Talking about immigration, I heard a story uh, that, that came out, and I think this was someone who was testifying someplace, saying that they had been on a flight, I think going from California to uh, to Washington, and they were approached by an individual who uh, indicated to them, and, he, and they had to use Google Translate in order to be able to translate what this guy was trying to ask. He was an Albanian citizen who had walked across the border from Mexico into the United States and had been given a plane ticket to go to the East Coast and, and uh, you know, show up. Uh, you know, six months from now at some hearing on whether he was entitled to asylum or not. What is an Albanian coming across the border from Mexico to the U.S.? Why isn't that individual immediately turned back around? Um, that's just absolutely ridiculous that we would allow someone from Europe, essentially, to go through the Mexican-U.S. border and come in here and claim sort of asylum. And of course, everyone knows that the asylum game is just a game, um, that 99% of all the people making asylum claims really are not entitled to asylum in the United States, and they're just using it as a ruse to get into the United States, and then they'll disappear, and they'll become part of the underground economy across the United States, and you know, eventually they'll get to the point where they'll start having kids, and then their kids will be citizens because they've been born here. Um, and therefore, uh, you know, it, it will be a situation where we'll be unable to remove the children or the parents or any of the other descendants of those parents that came into the country illegally. So we've created a really bad situation at the uh, border. We need to just enforce the laws that are currently on the books. And until they do that, I certainly wouldn't agree to, uh, you know, a lot of the things that the Democrats are, are trying to get, like the amnesty and or the dreamers. I think all of those people, all that stuff ought to be put on hold until we actually get control of the border and actually start to enforce the laws. But until that happens, uh, we're going to have that as an issue. And if there are people trying to infiltrate the United States for uh, nefarious purposes, certainly the southern border is a great way of doing it currently. And I reiterate again, we're for immigration, but we're for rule of law in immigration. And there is a Trojan horse in this country right now. And my greatest concern is with knowing that the elections of 2020 were influenced by not only corrupt people in the United States, but by people around the world who would love for this nation to fall, that they may have perfected their game. And so I can't with confidence say that they might not take another election in 2024. I know there's people out there fighting for it, trying to prevent it, but if they've perfected it to the point to where we cannot rectify what they're doing in the election system, then we have more problems to come. And, and literally to me, that is the end of freedom in America. Once they really control the elections and we cannot 
um, get the right people into office to turn this nation around and put it on the right track, we are doomed. And I don't want to be a, a doomsdayer, but I want you to see common sense and reality looking at history and what's gone on in the past in the evilness in the heart of men who want money, power, and control. You look at all these conquests or attempted conquests that have gone on down through history, and the people really are sucked into this by those power brokers and leadership positions trying to live off of their own self-indulgence for being gods themselves, and they just destroy everything in their path. And with this government being so corrupt, and with many people in this government possibly being even coerced by people outside of this nation financially, it has greatly compromised the United States of America. And we are paying the price for our past sins. I just don't want the price to be the end of freedom and the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness here in America. Now, I'm not worried about the future and where I'm going for eternity. I've expressed that too many times before. But I would still love for this great country to be here while I have the blessed privilege of being alive and while I have my kids and grandkids here. I want them to enjoy what I've enjoyed. But I'm seeing the evil in the heart of men who don't know God, who don't want God, who don't believe that this nation was built on the precepts and principles of the Bible to be a moral and just free society. That's my concern. And that's what I'm trying to relate to you who listen to this podcast and why we need you to share this podcast, because I believe the giant is asleep. What did Yamamoto say after he invaded Pearl Harbor? I fear we've awakened a sleeping giant. The giant is asleep, if not in a coma right now. And that's the problem. People are living, quote unquote, the good life. Yeah, we have inflation. The cost of goods have gone up and things are kind of edgy. But they're not bad enough for people to step up and realize they need to get involved in the elections. They're not bad enough to influence life to the point to where they were like on 9-11 and realizing the urgency of what's going on in this nation and the potential loss of freedom and those who want to take away that freedom. So I go back to Gordon Graham's statement. If it's predictable, it's preventable. But we are reactive in America instead of, instead of being proactive. And Cliff, I don't think we have a chance to be as reactive as we have in the past because the next major wars that come, it will be on this soil. And when you think about the wars of the past, especially World War II, what were the ages of the young men that went to war? What were the ages of the women who will go to war? We're looking at people from 18 to 50 years old. And if you're on this continent and there's combat and fighting going on in this combat, We'll all be in on the war. So it's a different place. It's a different world. The majority of the world wants peace and the opportunity to seek opportunity and prosperity. But those few who seek that self-indulgence for money, power, and control are playing us in a game. And we have to turn this nation around because it is the bastion of freedom to the world. Let that sink in. We are the light. We are the city on the hill. We are exceptional. God has blessed us and we have been a blessing to the world, helping the Ukraine, helping those in Haiti and Turkey that suffered the earthquake. We are a great nation and the founding fathers and framers of our constitution 
made us a great nation by what they base this country upon. So again, thank you for listening to the American Constitution. And I know I've kind of gone on a rant tonight. It's kind of sidetracked from what we normally talk about. But we did talk about the rule of law and we need immigration. We need to protect our Second Amendment rights. In case we are invaded, we can protect ourselves. And that is a fear of those who would like to invade us, knowing that, quote unquote, there's a gun behind every blade of grass. We want to protect our education system, that our kids get the quality education they need. We believe there needs to be term limits so people won't be making a career in Washington, living at your expense and becoming rich off of lobbyists and other deals that they make, even with other countries in corruption. We need to repeal the 17th Amendment so that states can appoint senators that will further destroy the power grip and the financial grip Washington has on America. We believe we need to downsize the federal government. It needs to be smaller. It needs to come back to the states, local communities, and you, the American citizen. But we can only do it if we join together. We are just a voice just like you are. And we need your help to spread the word of common sense and truth. Share this podcast with as many Americans as you can. Please ask them to subscribe to it. Ask them to invite others to listen to it. We have to stand together as we approach the 2024 elections. We need to be involved. We need to be proactive. We need to stand up and fight for this great republic. We need you to stand with us at the American Constitutionalist, spreading the word of truth as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. For Cliff DeCamp, this is Jeff Tokar, reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalist still support and believe in God, America, and freedom.